Would you like to 10X your productivity and stop feeling so overworked and overwhelmed? Welcome to the Extreme Productivity Podcast with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Welcome to the show and thank you for giving me your time, which of course I know is your most valuable asset. I'm Kevin Cruz, and I just got back from Scottsdale, Arizona, where I keynoted the Leadership Conference of PMMI. Now, they're the Association for Packaging and Processing Technologies. They do everything from uh, pharmaceutical uh, packs to bottled water and all kinds of things like that. And, you know, I did a keynote about extreme productivity And we conducted a survey right on the spot with one of those audience response keypad systems. In the room was about 200 CEOs and business owners. Their number one complaint, the thing that interrupts their productivity, that gets in the way of their productivity more than email, more than meetings, are the got a minute meetings. Those unscheduled open door policy taps on the door. Hey, you got a minute? Which, of course takes 5, 15, 30 minutes of their time. So in the last episode, I talked about my $25,000 bet with Richard Branson, but today I'm going to challenge the open door policy. But first, I want to say a big thank you to Thomas O'Grady, who left an iTunes review for this show. Those are gold because iTunes, the more show reviews I get, the more likely iTunes will recommend this program to other people. He wrote, Thomas O'Grady wrote, a great podcast. It's motivating, has lots of great advice and tips for everybody. So please, all of you out there, if I've ever saved you an hour a day a week with these ideas, I hope you'll give me back five minutes, hop on over to iTunes, leave an honest review, a short review for the Extreme Productivity Podcast. It will help other people to discover the show. And don't forget, visit productivity-podcast.com to download the Quick Start Action Guide so you can implement all of these great ideas. All right, let's dive in. What if one of the most widely revered management practices was completely wrong. I love challenging conventional wisdom. It is entirely possible that the open door policy is harming you, your managers, your your colleagues at work. And here at its worst, it could be that this open door policy is actually enabling individual contributors, people on your team, to delegate their problems back onto management. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with this phrase, open door policy, it refers to the practice of leaders, you know, leaving their office doors, quote unquote, open so that employees feel welcome to stop by to to chat at any time, to ask a question or to to uh, just discuss whatever's on their mind. Now, the goals are, are admirable. You know, the theories that an open door policy will foster trust and collaboration and improve communication All of that is good stuff. But while the goals are noble, the disadvantages are real. And in this episode, I want to focus on those disadvantages. You know, I asked my, I've got like 40,000 newsletter subscribers right now. And I asked them to share their real world experience with the open door policy. And I was flooded with replies. Now, in every case, they said, 
I could share their story, but they wanted to remain anonymous. So when I mention people's names of, of readers uh, who responded, you know, those are going to be made up names. But here's the problem. So first, the first problem is that in many cases, the individual employees who this is supposed to, to serve, you know, they may be afraid to speak up. Business professors James Dedert and Amy Edmondson, they interviewed over 200 working individuals and they found that employees often hold back from sharing information that would be of benefit to the company. Why? Their own self-preservation. So these professors wrote, they said, in our interviews, the perceived risk of speaking up felt very personal and immediate to the employees, whereas the possible future benefit to the organization was uncertain. So people often instinctively played it safe by keeping quiet. So, you know, they go on to explain how the broad perceptions about the workplace, even if it's not true, you know, there's going to be these myths and rumors and, you know, and they say, you know, there's all these stories, people told stories about how somebody publicly shared an idea and then were suddenly gone from the company. And in fact, one reader, one of my email subscribers, who I will call Jerry, emailed me to describe what happened when he used the open door policy uh, and went to visit his manager's manager. So he wrote to me and he said this, in a meeting with him, I told him about some of the problems of performance and communication we had with my immediate manager, who was new and inexperienced. I also suggested some solutions. A few days later, he told my manager what I said. That created a bad situation between the two of us. My manager soon left the company, and a few months later, I also was forced to leave. So certain employees are going to naturally resist sharing their input. You know, an open door policy kind of puts the responsibility of communication onto the individuals, and they might not want it. And so this idea is oftentimes sort of like, uh, um, you know, locking these good ideas into the trunk and throwing away the key, you know, telling the trunk to come to you with the, with the treasure that's inside rather than proactively going and getting it. The second big problem is that employees may become dependent on leaders, so these, while some employees are withholding information, others are too often seeking advice and counsel. You know, their willingness to share all of their problems with their managers uh, shows that they're becoming overly dependent on the leaders themselves. Marshall Goldsmith, he's a legendary leadership coach. You know, he wrote an article in the Harvard Business Review, and he says, it isn't possible for a leader to empower someone to be accountable and to make good decisions. People have to empower themselves. Your role as a leader is to encourage and support the decision-making environment and to give employees the tools and knowledge they need to make and act upon their own decisions. By doing this, you help your employees reach an empowered state. And similarly, so I had an email subscriber named Ned. He wrote into me. Uh, he's, he's the manager of a family business. And he tried to improve the culture with his <laughs> wide open door policy. So he wrote, he says, I was working 70 plus hours a week. I had unwittingly created a culture of dependence whenever even the smallest problem arose. The stronger, more valuable staff members did not feel empowered or trusted in their roles and were more likely to consider leaving. And the weaker, less valuable staff members only grew more dependent, which meant stronger staff would leave and the weaker ones would stay. 
It would appear that my open door management policy had basically become a mechanism by which staff could delegate their problems back onto management. I love that last sentence. Um, so as a leader, you've got a responsibility to pass on knowledge and training and experiences and, and coaching at appropriate times. But leaving your door wide open discourages your people from an appropriate bias to action. And it limits their opportunity to grow and to learn, even if that means sometimes by learning through failure or making mistakes. Third biggest problem, and of course, most relevant for this podcast, you know, there's a productivity hit to managers who leave their door proverbially open all the time. Employees aren't the only ones harmed by the traditional open door policies. Team leaders and executives get hit the worst. You know, it's a productivity nightmare. Manager named Connie told me her team complains if her door uh, is shut or if she's not around. And she, her frustration, she says, I'm a manager with an open door policy. The biggest downside I'm facing is that I can't get things done. Every task I want to work on takes forever to be completed. This, of course, affects my productivity, my emails, and my sense of achievement. Tina wrote in and said, although I support the open door policy, it means every time I'm interrupted, it takes me 15 minutes to get back to what I was doing. Now, researchers who study productivity have varying estimates of how long it takes for us to get back into levels of productivity. You know, on the, um, the Tina wrote in saying it's 15 minutes. Gloria Mark is a professor who said it takes up to 25 minutes to get into that flow state. Even the shortest estimates say it takes one to two minutes to return, you know, to whatever it is that we are doing. And if this is happening all throughout the day, you know, it quickly stacks up. You know, the fourth... And probably least important uh, is an open door policy can degrade the chain of command. So, you know, there's a lot of talk these days about alternative management methods like holacracy, where there are no managers, which I think is bunk. But, you know, the reality is that most companies still have a traditional hierarchical form of corporate governance and it works. And so when employees feel, you know, entitled to just constantly or consistently bypass their managers, leapfrog their managers and go take advantage of the open door of the CEO or the VP or the director, you know, it starts to create distance between themselves and the people that they're working most closely with on a day in and day out basis. So the art of delegation starts to lose some meaning and that organizational integrity starts to crack. So what am I suggesting? Am I saying we should have workplace cultures without open doors? Is it time to slam the doors completely shut? Should we not have one-on-one -on -one meetings with our direct reports with the people in our company? No, I'm not saying any of that. I'm not going to that extreme. There are several practices that are better than an open door policy or that will improve your open door policy that can accomplish the same goals but with less of a downside. But I like to keep these podcasts short. So consider this to be part one, the downfall of an open door policy. In the next episode, I'm going to share with you how to improve your open door policy. And again, even if you don't have direct reports, even if you're not a people manager, you're going to understand uh, uh, ways to work and ways to communicate with those around you in a way that's better than people just walking up, you know, into your cube or tapping on your door saying, Hey, by the way, or got a question for you and inter interrupting that flow that you're in. So until next week, 
I hope that you will subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or Stitcher if you're on an Android device. So you don't miss the next episode where I give you these solutions to the open door dilemma. I also hope you'll hop onto amazon.com and get my book, 15 Secrets Successful People Know About Time Management. If you do not absolutely love that book, let me know. I'll give you your money back or I'll give you a prize or I'll send you somebody else's book. You've got to read that book. Till next week, remember, master your minutes to master your life. Hey, if you like this podcast, you're going to love the LeadX Academy at leadx.org. If you didn't know, LeadX is actually my company, and we have dozens of video-based courses that are designed to help you to achieve your full potential. And I personally teach you courses via video like how to cure procrastination, how to stop time thieves, how to cut your email inbox traffic in half, how to get to inbox zero with the 4D habit, how to minimize your meeting time, and how to maximize your focus and energy and so much more. And every month we're adding new courses, new webinars, and new resources. You could check it all out, no cost. There's a free trial at leadx.org. Until next week, remember, we all have the same 1,440 minutes a day. Master your minutes to master your life.